You're listening to the Sales Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emily Applegard. Today, we wanted to talk about sales competitions for service-based employees. And off the bat, the first thing that comes to my mind is a story about uh, my lady, actually, who was working in fine dining while she was in high school. And they had a competition that all of the hosts, whoever sold the most shrimp cocktails, appetizers while walking around would get a $100 gift card to, I think it was just a Visa gift card in general. But that one got people going. And she told me stories about you know, some of the coworkers like pushing other coworkers in the hip check them to see if they would drop their, their shrimp cocktail platter and slow them down a little bit or reduce the amount of shrimp cocktails they could push out. Um, but that's what comes to mind initially. Obviously, there's a lot of different ways to do it. But when it comes to sales competitions for service employees, what, what comes to your mind first? Oh, man. I mean, I think of the industries we serve now. I mean, we talk to so many pest control companies and solar companies right now. And one of the big things that I keep hearing is they're like, oh, yeah, service guys, they don't sell, uh, but we want them to, but they don't want to sell. And so they'll talk to us, like strategize what they call cloverleafing. So when uh, a technician goes and services a home, they're like, hey, um, I just sprayed this house for black widows. Um, I know for a fact you have black widows. Your neighbor trusted me to spray. You want me to spray while I'm here? And most of the time, maybe not most of the time, but the conversion rate on that's super high. And so what they need to do at these companies is get the service technicians incentivized to do something that's technically out of their job description. Um, but the incentives are huge because now they're getting the perks like you know commission um, that salespeople are receiving, as well as sometimes some kind of a spiff or a bonus for doing something a little bit extra that they wouldn't normally do. Um, and so that's the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of service. But I've also heard of people doing different incentives for like who can get through their route the fastest, who gets the most reviews while they're out. Like service people are the ones that everybody trusts. Like if you do a survey, I, I saw a survey one time that salespeople are trusted less than lawyers. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so, um, who who do people trust at your company? Um, they're going to trust a service person or a technician more than a salesperson. So, there's a lot of power in that, right? Yeah, and I, I like that you went there too with the other KPIs like service time and reviews because those are totally sales based competitions in the long term, right? If a company puts a dollar behind it, like an incentive or an award. For, for doing a certain you know service accomplishment, yeah, most likely they're going to be able to quantify that into an ROI. Like a five-star review does go a long way if you're at like a 3.9 and it bumps you to a 4.0 overall. Like that could be huge for someone that's filtering by four-star and up only, right? Like that right there, you just got a huge lead flow for a reasonable thing that could happen or yeah. you just get better service and therefore you're able to complete more service revenue. Um, also, revenue service is a great one, right? I just said it like 
that one really shows, you know, at the end of the day, who's, whose service is translating to dollars. If it's the, the revenue serviced in a certain time frame. I heard somebody the other day saying that the biggest money sucker for them is if a, a technician goes out and doesn't complete their route. Like that is where they lose most of their money. And it's because that person might end up canceling now or, um, you know, they're not happy or whatever it might be, or maybe they leave a bad review or something like that is one of the biggest ways that the company can lose money. Um, and so it's so, so, so important to them that they're optimizing those routes. And if they can fit one more in, um, then they can hire less service people. If they have to hire more service people to cover less accounts, um, that's another big money stuck for them. So yeah, it's so important to um, be tracking these metrics for your service schemes and doing whatever you can to to not only help them get the most out of their job, but also, you know, that goes both ways. How can the company maximize their efforts? Right. Yeah, I was just going to say, and on top of tracking, also asking and looking at what incentives the employees actually want too, so that you have that short-term engagement, right? You, you know, you want to win for bragging rights in the short term, but long-term what keeps you coming back is like the really good experience with it. So if you're taking the time to look at what incentives are going out, I think that goes a long way for people too, because, you know, certain incentives that just get, you know, no value to someone like, Oh, a $25 Amazon gift card. Like, great. Like, I don't like, maybe it's someone that is really environmentally conscious and they're like, I don't like the way that the packages would come. Like, this is of no value to me. Something like that. Like, it's really important to listen. Like, what incentives are, you know, the employees going to want? And for service employees, I think it's more important. <laughs> you know, sales employees are a little more money-minded. So they go, mm, value. Like, I could sell this. Money. Right? Ah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, you know, and I've heard a lot of um, people also say that the service group is a lot, they're motivated a lot differently than the sales crew. And so you really, it, you truly do have to reassess, okay, these are the rewards and incentives and KPIs for my salespeople. It's going to look really different for my service people. Um, and at any company you're at, you know, it's not a cookie cutter model. Um, you know, different groups are attracted to different kinds of jobs for a reason. Different personality types will veer towards one job versus another. And so how can we incentivize these groups the way they want to be incentivized? Um, totally agree with what yeah, you're saying. Right. It, it shouldn't be reworked in the job description, but you do need to give them a reason if you're going to ask for extra work, right? Like the good jobs can only go so far <laughs> for, for some people. They're going to want like, uh, Hey, is this turning into money? Like, am I going to get any of that money that I'm helping you get? Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's actually one of the big, um, dings, like the cons section on Glassdoor that I see for a lot of companies. Um, people will say, Hey, you should incentivize your employees better. Um, we made you a lot of money and you only give them a small cut. We know what you're making. They know what the deal sizes are. Like that's a that's a funny thing. Like it's no secret to your reps or your service people that you're only giving them 0.5% of a deal. They know they're the ones selling it or they're the ones upselling or 
they're the ones servicing this account. So they're fully aware. Um, and so what can we do so that when you look at Glassdoor, they're saying, yeah, this company is really generous. Um, they give us a big cut of every deal and we feel respected and we feel cared about. Right. And we get recognized, we get awarded, there's good tools and tracking that's at that company, right? All that, the full employee experience is what they're rating, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think for service people, super important, like they're, they're checking that they care about that more than anything like salespeople. Oh, is there an ROI in this activity? (laughs) Sure. Uh, service people, it's like, am I going to enjoy <clears throat> my day to day? Like everything I do, am I going to feel like I'm providing to the world and a part of a good culture? Right. Absolutely. And I, I would say, you know, just on the topic of service jobs, it's getting harder and harder and harder to hire in that field. You know, <clears throat> it's so attractive to work from home or work in a nice cushy office with a bunch of free drinks and snacks and you get to sit by a beautiful window. Offices are getting fancier and fancier. Um, And so when you send out service people to, you know, maybe you're servicing restaurants and your job is to stand in puddles next to a dish machine, fixing the electric wires or something, right? right? Maybe that's your job. Yeah. That is not my definition of fun. Um, that doesn't sound super fun to me. Maybe someone else enjoys that and that's awesome. But I would say it sounds easier to sit in a chair and make calls. Now that's not the case for everybody. There's a lot of people that are so drained by being on the phone all day. They'd much rather go fix something. So it just depends on your personality type. But I would have to say that in the age where we're kind of entering the metaverse or everything's a lot more virtual or from home, getting people to leave their house every day at seven in the morning, um, work all day, come home at 6 PM, um, on their feet. It's going to take a lot more to get that talent in the door and get them to stay. Right. And I think that, that brings up a a really good opportunity for companies, right? You have your service person out in the field. They're the best form of marketing you could ask for because they're actually doing the job itself. They're the one actually fulfilling the work. And so you have your best marketing asset, but you're not giving them any incentive to market the company. So they just do the job and leave. And if they even get asked while, while someone doesn't care, there's no incentive behind it. Someone asks them, and it's like, I, they don't even know what to do most of the time. So if there was some, you know, incentive process that added to their job, no requirement, right? You don't want to make sales a requirement, then they're stretching themselves thin. But if it was an incentive behind it, now you're actually as a business owner, activating your best marketing asset and also rewarding that technician better than an other company would. And hopefully... Now that they're making 90 K instead of 80, they stay with you because the other company is just offering 80. Right. Right. That just makes me think of how many times I've been behind a service vehicle at a stoplight. And I'm like, huh, Huggies pest. I should write down that phone number because like, I just remembered that I have bugs all over my backyard or I see a plumber truck go by and I remember like, Oh yeah, I need a plumber. Like I need to get that taken care of. They really are walking advertisement. You know, they they're doing their routes all day long. They're driving all over town. They're a billboard. 
Um, so what are you going to do when they, you know, when they come up to you, are, are you ready? Like, is that person ready for a conversation that could turn into a sales pitch? Do they have that elevator pitch down and locked in? Um, I don't know. So what can we do to help with that? Yeah, or is there a process that they can just say, oh, you have interest? Like, scan this QR code. I don't do anything to do with, with sales. But, you know, the customer service team, the, the inside support team can help you get set up. And then just gamify that. That's so true. I So I actually met um, a bunch of executives at a company. I'll leave them unnamed right now, but I'll call them up after this and ask if we can name them. Maybe we'll interview them on the next podcast. Yeah, there you go. Because their whole business is actually built off of what we're talking about. So they don't pay for leads. They don't pay for advertising. They don't need it. Um, I think they said something crazy, like 80% of their new business comes from either repeat customers or referrals. Um, and the way that they do this is they actually offer, I think they said they have 17 different services. Um, and so when it's not the season for one thing, it is the season for this other thing. And they have built so much trust um, from the service guys or the service women. I'll say both because everybody's involved in that. But they have these this trust with their client base and the person that comes to service their home. And they say, hey, yeah, I've got all these other services. So when you need X, I will deliver it to you. Um, you never need to go anywhere else. You don't need to go look up on Google um, who's a trustworthy plumber, who's a trustworthy electrician, who who yeah. can put up you know my Christmas lights or whatever it is. Because they have this one-stop shop and they already trust these people. And a big part of their model too is being honest and providing the best pricing from the get-go. Um, and that's how they get repeat business. So service people, it's where yeah. it's at. But we have to maximize that opportunity. Right. I, I was just thinking along those lines of, man, if they had a QR code that was on their phone and then on their truck too... Right. So they can get points without even working. But w- while they're working, like driving around gives them more opportunities while they're like the entire process. And then maybe even they leave a door tag with the QR code that gives them a, another chance. Right. Go drop some door tags, drive around town. And if someone walks up to you, still no pressure, give them the QR code. And that way you're not, you know, making them learn sales and do something they don't want to do, but you're still giving them credit and maximizing their marketing potential, like for the, for the business. Yes. Um, incredible. And it's, it's so interesting because I'm thinking of like, there's like five companies I can think of right now that specializes in that QR code door hanger or, um, right. you know, there's so many tools out there that specialize in that and they can circle it back into a marketing campaign or, or whatever. Right. So just many tools QR code. Yeah. You just need the same code per person. And then that, that's how you track it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Service people. That's what's up. Yeah. I think that's a good, good note to, to end on too, for, for sales competitions, for service employees, very important. Don't forget to gamify those aspects of of the employee experience, service people.